Hey everybody, you're listening to Nothing But Everything, the podcast where we talk about nothing, everything, and anything in between in hopes that you leave here feeling a little bit better about yourself. I'm your host and resident 20-something, Taylor Ann Carpenter. Today's episode has nothing to do with cars, but everything to do with running on fumes. We're talking about combating burnout. We are four-ish weeks into the semester, a month and some change into the year. The spring semester always feels the busiest for me. My schedule is paced with work, more classes, because for some reason I always end up taking more hours in the spring. I've got so many events for my on and off campus involvement. I'm planning for my summer. I'm applying for jobs, internships, study abroad, whatever it is that I want to do with my summer. And the downtime I have is very limited and seems to be almost non-existent. And there comes a time where I'm at my breaking point and just can't do it anymore. Then one day, I stop going to class or frequently skip or show up late. I miss assignments and turn them in late. I don't study. Sometimes I don't even turn them in at all. I mean, my grades start to go downhill. I forget about appointments or work times And some days I even double book, which creates a whole nother realm of problems. I mix up my days of the week. I neglect to fulfill my responsibilities. My room gets messier. I skip the gym more frequently. I'm always tired. I have no energy. And as a result, I am always playing catch up. At this stage, every day is just me repeating the process. I'm always trying to get my life together and am dreadfully unsuccessful until the last day of the semester when I can finally catch a break. I take a deep breath in, and now it's time for me to take care of myself. But shouldn't I be able to do that for the whole semester? Why am I in this pattern of overworking and feeling exhausted? What am I even feeling? Am I the only one? Surely I'm not the only one experiencing this. But it definitely feels like it. Well, I'm not, and I'll get into just how many of us are feeling this thing later. But what are we feeling? Burnout. How can I stop burnout? Can it be prevented? Can it be cured? Well, I have the answers. And that's what we'll be discussing today on Nothing But Everything. So what is burnout? Merriam-Webster Dictionary says burnout is, quote, exhaustion of physical and emotional strength or motivation, usually as a result of prolonged stress or frustration. When someone is experiencing burnout, they lack the energy to complete everyday tasks and live a, quote-unquote, normal life. Making dinner, doing the dishes, doing laundry, and making your bed are some of these tasks that don't get completed. Burnout comes from continued stress. The National Library of Medicine wrote that burnout is, quote, extreme commitment that results in people neglecting their own needs. Let me say that again. Extreme commitment that results in people neglecting their own needs. I really like this definition because of the first two words, extreme commitment. Whether you're a student, a professional, a homemaker, or caregiver, whatever you do, extreme commitment is the root of this problem. In 2014, Researchers concluded that there are three subcategories of burnout. The peer review article was published on the Public Library of Science website by five researchers who studied the survey results of the University of Zaragoza in Spain employees. 
Their report explains three types of burnout, which include overload burnout, underchallenged burnout, and neglect burnout. To begin, let's look at overload burnout. Harvard Business Journal says overload burnout, quote, occurs when you work harder and more frantically to achieve success, often to the detriment of your health and personal life. Overload is typically what we think of when we think of burnout. Too much to do, not enough time to do it. We are swamped. People with this subtype often consider risking their physical, mental, and emotional well-being until they can no longer function, to the point of exhaustion. In my research, the phrase to the point of exhaustion was used time and time again by different researchers, authors, and media outlets. The key to this type of burnout is working until your breaking point, working to the point of exhaustion. Forbes noted that three types of people are more likely to experience burnout. In the context of their article, they're talking about overload burnout, but they don't name it. Those three are workaholics, people pleasers, and perfectionists. When I look at these personalities, the one thing I think they all have in common, aside from the burnout, is the desire for praise and promotion of their work. Workaholics are often invested in their work. They strive for success. They want their boss to promote them or their professor to give them an exceptional grade. Therefore, they work until they achieve. People pleasers desire to please people. They want others to appreciate them or the work that they've done. They love words of affirmation. Thus, they work until they receive those praises. Perfectionists are a little bit different. I think the praise they want comes from within, usually. That's not to say they don't want praises they'll receive from others, but from my experience, it's a personal thing. All perfectionists I know, myself included, are fully aware that they'd still get a good grade or get promoted or get praised by their fantastic work. But for them, there's always that one thing that's not quite right. So they mess with it until it's perfect, which inevitably causes overload burnout. The next type of burnout is underchallenged burnout. This type of burnout is essentially the opposite of overload burnout. It is where you don't have enough to do or the work you have doesn't mentally stimulate you or challenge you. This often leads to a person feeling unmotivated. They are bored with the unfulfilling, unvaried tasks at hand. Harvard Business Review also said, quote, people with underchallenged burnout may feel underappreciated and become frustrated because their role lacks learning opportunities, room for growth, or meaningful connections with coworkers and leadership. While they're talking about underchallenged burnout in the context of careers, the same still applies to school. For instance, let's say you're in a business class of sorts, one that requires you to work with spreadsheets. Maybe it's an Excel class. So you're in this Excel class, you're entering data, you're practicing using the formulas, but you're actually already proficient in Excel. But it's also a requirement for your major and you couldn't get out of it. Your professor is having everyone enter several different data sets over and over again using this specific formula. But instead of doing the work in class with everyone else, you did your own thing. You put it off and put it off. All semester you knew you had this assignment to do, but you had no motivation to do so. You honestly don't see the point of wasting your time doing it when it's boring, serves no purpose for you, and doesn't teach you anything or offer you a new experience. Now it's the end of the semester, and you've procrastinated so long that you were stressing to get it done the night before grades are due. 
You likely experienced under-challenged burnout. You had no motivation to do the work you're required to do because the completion of the work had no benefits. This is a frequent occurrence and it leads you to be tired and bored, which leads to, did you catch what I said in my example? Which leads you to procrastination. While procrastination is a result of many things, I definitely think those experiencing under-challenged burnout procrastinate big time. You neglected to do the work because it isn't interesting enough. Speaking of neglect, our last type of burnout is neglect. It is also referred to as worn out burnout. This is the most intriguing type of burnout to me. Basically, if you are experiencing this type of burnout, you feel stuck and helpless in your work. Again, the Harvard Business Journal explains it by saying, quote, neglect burnout occurs when you aren't given enough structure, direction, or guidance in the workplace. Once again, this doesn't only exist in the workplace, though Harvard Business Journal is talking about it in that context. There isn't much detail or research about this type of burnout, but at its core, people who experience neglect burnout feel incompetent and lack confidence in their skill set. Each of these three subtypes of burnout have their own symptoms and signs and cures that are specific to them. But there are a few signs that come with all of them. These include cynicism, feeling overwhelmed, moody, and irritated. But there are also physical ailments that point to burnout. We mentioned exhaustion and tiredness, but frequent headaches, trouble sleeping, loss of appetite, or poor eating habits, and even getting sick. Catching a cold can be a sign that you are burnt out. U.S. News even admits that, quote, catching a cold could be a symptom of a deeper problem, burnout. Why? Well, simply put, you haven't been taking care of yourself. We know that eating right, getting plenty of sleep, and exercise are crucial to a healthy lifestyle. When you are on the verge of burnout, you start to put those aspects of your life on the back burner. You say, I'll stay up a little later to finish these few assignments. But a little later means instead of the seven or more hours the CDC recommends, you're actually getting three to four hours of sleep, if you're lucky. Or you skip lunch to crank out a few more things, or ditch the gym to spend two more hours in the office. Your body starts deteriorating and is not getting what it needs. Thus, your immune system starts to weaken. So, when you go to the grocery store and are exposed to someone's germs, or you visit your snotty nephew on the weekend, you are more susceptible to whatever that person has. You get the cold, or the flu, or whatever it may be. Even if you're taking precautions like washing your hands regularly, wiping down and disinfecting surfaces, and avoiding eating and drinking after someone, you will likely catch that cold. Before moving on, I want to briefly touch on a few specifics to look out for with each burnout type. Things to look out for with overload burnout include ignoring your own needs and investing more time into work, leaving little to no room for a social life or time alone. With under-challenged burnout, look for feeling a lack of motivation, boredom, and no room to grow or develop as a person or with your skill sets. Finally, for neglect burnout, be aware when you give up quickly or doubt your ability to complete a task. For under-challenged and neglect burnout, also look for avoidance when it comes to your work. Now that we've discussed that, unless otherwise mentioned, the burnout I'll be referring to is overload burnout because that's what's most common. Burnout is a growing health concern for many Americans, especially us college students. In fact, the American Psychology Association did a study in 2020. The results say that 87% of college students, Gen Z, claim schools is a large source of their stress. That study also found that one in five adults said their mental health was worse than it was the year before. 
Future Forum, a company that assesses the state of Fortune 500 companies, released the outcome of their quarterly survey in October of 2022, where they said, quote, Younger workers are more likely to experience burnout, with 49% of 18 to 29-year-olds saying they feel burned out, compared with just 38% of workers aged 30 and older. I could read you statistic after statistic. We could speculate that the pandemic skewed the numbers in 2020 and 2021, and likely part of 2022, which may be true. Trying to prove Gen Z feels burned out in school using stats doesn't really do much. The fact of the matter is... No matter what age, what demographic, or what current event is happening, burnout is increasing and mental health is deteriorating. And numbers don't solve problems. So instead of spatting off more numbers, let's get a little personal and I'll share my experience with burnout. As I mentioned earlier, Forbes said that there are three personality types that frequent burnout. Those include, again, workaholics, people pleasers, and perfectionists. Yes, those do overlap, but I, for one, could classify myself as all of them. Which is likely why I've had a few instances of burnout, or close to burnout. I would say my longest stretches of burnout were in high school. I participated in extracurriculars that practiced every day, and sometimes on weekends. I took AP classes, babysat, and took a whole seven hours of classes every day. Which, side note, is insane to think that I did that. Plus... I participated in so many other community events and projects. My schedule was packed and I often got run down pretty quickly. Now, that's not to say I haven't experienced burnout in college. In fact, the reason this episode was postponed was because I was noticing the symptoms of burnout in myself and decided to take a break before things got bad. I'm taking 19 hours this semester and the reason why is a story for another day. I am involved in multiple campus organizations, hold leadership positions, I work pretty frequently too. And then of course this time of year just adds to what has to be done. Stuff like applying for internships, doing my taxes, applying for study abroad, figuring out what I'm doing over the summer. It was a lot hitting me last week when I was supposed to be recording this episode. I was on the verge of freaking out about it. But then my wise friend slash roommate said to me, quote, you can't make an episode about burnout while being burnt out. It's against the rules. And she was right. I've got to practice what I preach. So what I did after our conversation was finished was complete the last two assignments I had to do that night and then go to bed at 10. I was asleep by 10.10 and then slept the whole night. The next day, I went and got my nails done, got Chick-fil-A for breakfast, remembered to drink plenty of water, and after my classes, I spent the evening by myself. I watched my favorite show, got caught up on a few things, ate a good dinner, and just took it easy. Take it easy was my goal for the week. This is what I did, but it's not the only thing you can do to help. Whether you're already burnt out or you are feeling like you're about to be burnt out because you're noticing the exhaustion, frequent headaches, and moodiness, but you're able to catch those signs before you start really becoming burnt out, there are still a few action steps to prevent and solve your problem. I'm going to categorize them in two ways, work-life balance and self-care. Now, before doing any of what I'm about to suggest, you need to figure out what your stressors are because not all of these apply if you don't have the same or similar stresses as me. I think some of these ideas can help in any situation, but take what you will from this and cater it towards your experience. So let's start. Work-life balance. What this means is in the name, creating a balance between your work life and your personal life. 
So the first thing I do to help with that is what I like to call my office hours. I tend to overwork myself. So when I begin to notice those signs of burnout, I put a cap on the time I allow myself to work. I say to myself, okay, from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. I can do homework, applications for jobs, content creation for my jobs, clean my house, whatever workish things I have. But before and after is off limits. I basically say, unless it is an absolute emergency, I am done with work until my next office hours. So the next day. And whoever or whatever it is can wait. When I do this, it helps me use my time wisely, but also chill out. I have this problem that even when I'm caught up on everything, I create more work to do. I can't really explain it, but somehow I give myself extra work to do. What happens is I'll be doing homework at 8.30 and quickly finish and think, well, what else can I do? It's too early for me to go to bed. So then I create some made-up project for me to work on. The point of me telling all this is that sometimes burnout doesn't have to do with just workload. In my opinion, burnout deals with the feeling of busyness and no ability to catch a break, which doesn't have to be just work. Anyways, with office hours, that doesn't happen. It solves a lot of my problems and keeps me from neglecting sleep or eating or taking care of my basic needs, which happens when I get burnt out from working too much. Lists. Usually when I experience burnout, I have so much to do that I can't keep it straight. My head is all over the place. So simple enough, I make a list of everything that needs to be done. I don't add things that could wait or things that aren't top priority. Only the important things. I write it all down and as I complete my work, meetings, or tasks, I cross it all off. For me, there's just something about crossing items off a list that I just love. Finally, say no. This one is pretty self-explanatory. Say no to taking on extra tasks. I love to help people. I love to try new things and be involved. So this one is talking to me too. But learning to say no to things will help you with burnout in the long run. It may even eliminate it to a degree if you only take on what you know you can do given the time and ability on your hands. So moving on to self-care. First and foremost, you need to rest. Pretty much everyone knows that rest is a vital part of our survival. We need sleep so our brains and bodies can properly function. Typically, when one experiences burnout, they end up neglecting rest. Sleep.com says, quote, Sleep helps with our emotional regulation, making stress easier to manage or let go. Taking this all into consideration, if we aren't sleeping well or getting enough, our body doesn't have what it needs to function, think clearly, and control our stress. So rest. This doesn't necessarily have to be sleep. It could be meditation or simple relaxation. But for me, I'm going to take that nap and I'm going to go to bed early. Eat and drink water. This one is simple enough. Make sure you're getting proper nutrients to function and have energy. Stay hydrated. Because when you don't do these things, your immune system starts to deteriorate. And that causes even more problems, as we've already discussed. Read. Not everyone likes to read, but I find it relaxing. So when I need to relax, I read. Reading fiction is my go-to for relaxation, because it doesn't require my brain to work as hard. I love reading and could talk about it for ages, but that's not the point, so I'll keep moving on. Exercise. I know it sucks, but exercise solves a lot of our problems, burnout being one of them. To get your exercise, go on a walk or a bike ride, head to the gym to lift weights, do yoga, take a workout class, be active. I hate cardio, so you won't catch me dedicating a whole workout to something like running, but a good Zumba class or even playing Just Dance at home is a good way to get some cardio in. 
go outside. Sunlight is known to reduce stress and give you energy, so if it's a nice day, go outside and get some vitamin D. Simple enough. Finally, take a shower. This one's kind of weird, and I have no clue if there's any science behind it. All I know is that when I feel burnt out, when I don't feel well, when I'm stressed, taking a shower helps me feel better. I feel 70% better when I take a shower after being burnt out. These, of course, aren't the only things that you can do to help reduce burnout and make yourself feel better, but this is what I did last week when I was feeling like I was on the verge of burnout. Other things to help you include deep breathing exercises, calling a friend, coloring or journaling, and expressing gratitude. When you experience burnout, it can have lots of causes. It can be from having too much to do, not enough to do, being bored, or even feeling stuck in your current situation. Symptoms of burnout range from moodiness to loss of appetite to even being physically ill. It is important that we are in tune with our lives and notice when we start feeling those symptoms coming on. And once you notice those signs, take a look at everything going on in your life and try to get down to the root of the problem. From there, work on healing and preventing. We discussed a variety of ways to do so. Having a work-life balance is crucial to your overall well-being and to heal and prevent burnout. Ways to ensure your work-life balance include not working all the time, prioritizing your tasks, and learning to say no. More ways to heal and prevent burnout come in the form of self-care. This includes resting, eating well, and drinking plenty of water, but also reading, exercising, going outside, and so much more. With this aspect of burnout recovery, the important thing to remember is to do things that don't cause stress. De-stressing your life will help you feel better. Hobbies are a great way to de-stress, so for me, I read and exercise, but for you, it may be painting or playing video games or doing puzzles. Whatever it may be, you need to focus on staying calm and relaxing. We will experience burnout at some point in our lives. And if you haven't, congratulations, you're one of the few. I have definitely experienced burnout, as I mentioned earlier. What's important is that you take time to take care of yourself. You can't do your best work if you aren't functioning properly. It's hard to do it, but learn to be okay with taking a break. Learn to be okay with taking a step back. Learn to be okay with prioritizing rest. Learn to be okay with taking care of yourself. All those things that you're using as an excuse can wait, but your well-being can't. So recognize the signs and handle the problem the first chance you get. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening to Nothing But Everything. I hope you enjoyed our time together and are feeling a little bit more seen. If you liked this episode, share it with someone who is doing the most. Feel free to subscribe and stay up to date on all of our episodes. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at TatGirl or on Twitter at Taylor and Carpe. That's all for now. Bye y'all.